They wanna know if I'm in the street Or if I still feel away about the enemies If I win and die today, who remember me? Just keep it real with me, I don't need no sympathy I hate this industry, miss a sleep in some weeks Counting money up, why they count sheep? Used to picture me rolling vividly Now everything I dream is everything you see Riding with the blick, 30 shots at least Keep it in my reach Right up on the seat I try to teach But then these niggas Think you trying to preach And I ain't got no time For nobody out here trying me Riding around the city Say what's up Don't be playing with my money Don't be playing with the hood Paper cuts, paper cuts Out here trying to run it up If it ain't about bread I don't give a fuck Ay. See me around the city Say what's up Don't be playing with my money Don't be playing with the hood Paper cuts, paper cuts Out here trying to run it up And we're bike. Episode 30. <clears throat> Can't believe I already did 30 of these things. <sighs> I'm mean, first and foremost, you know, rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. It, that's, that's a wild way to go. I've never heard of, I, I can't think of any time I've heard of a celebrity dying because they got hit by a vehicle as a pedestrian. And a dump truck on the highway. That's just fucking weird. Rest in peace to him, though. Love to him and his family. That, uh... Who was it? I think it was Adam Schefter, man. He's a fucking dick. This man tweeted out... Then he tried to delete it. But that shit was already caught by the internet. <clears throat> he tweeted out... Something of long lines... Rest in peace, uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, like college superstar, but struggled to make it in the NFL. <laughs> like, how the fuck are you gonna say that the day this dude dies, man? That's some Twitter troll shit. Not supposed to come from Adam Schefter. <sighs> but you know what? Let's get into some brighter news. And you already know what I'm talking about. It's playoff season. 64 wins. Not just the number one seed in the West. Number one seed in the league. Coming for the title. And that's just that. You know, both my uh, preseason... Picks to come out the East and West are still alive in it. And I'm going to hold my guns. I said what I said. I'm going to stand on that. Even though I may not be as confident as I was before the season started. But I'm still stand on it. Obviously, the Suns are going to win the chip. I said that. There ain't no difference there. That's happening. But then I have Brooklyn coming out the East. And I'm going to ride with it. So I'm not I'm not switching up on y'all. I'm keeping it Brooklyn and Suns. The 
I was just gonna do playing picks, but the uh, first round starts this weekend, so I don't want nobody to be on my ass. Oh no, you you saw the first couple games. That that helped influence your decision of picking round one. So I'm gonna go ahead and four. Bruh, I fucking hate technology. It happened again. I got a text from work and I started replying. I don't know what happened, but it stopped recording. I just I just finished talking for like 25, 30 minutes. I've, oh, I fucking hate myself right now, man. Alright. I'm making my goddamn NBA picks again for the playing in the first round. Alright. Starting over in the West for the playing round. I got Clippers winning, taking that seven seed. And then I got Timberwolves, or I got uh, Pelicans beating the Spurs, and I got Timberwolves going over there and beating the Pelicans. For that A seed. Alright, I'm so mad right now. Then the East Coast, I got, you know, I gotta stick with my pick. I got Brooklyn beating Cleveland, taking that seventh seed. And then I got Atlanta beating Cleveland or beating Charlotte first and then beating Cleveland for the A seed. Alright, my first round, most of my games, I don't really I don't really have any upsets. I got like one big upset and then uh, two small ones, four and five seeds. So first round of the East, Eastern Conference, I got uh, Miami beating Atlanta. The only way that changes is if Brooklyn somehow loses the first play-in and then they'll, they'll win the second one and go to Miami. I got them beating Miami because, again, I got to stick with my pick. So, uh, I got Miami beating Atlanta. And I'm going to say it, just like I say every year. I got Toronto beating Philly for one reason, James fucking Harden. Because year after year after year after year after year after year, James Harden has done nothing but just completely fall apart in the postseason. And he's got nobody but Embiid to bail him out. If he was in Brooklyn, I'd feel different because he'd have Kyrie and Durant to bail him out. It's not going to work. He's going to crumble again. Embiid's going to drop like 45 and they'll still lose. It's, I, sorry. I have zero faith in James Harden. I'll never pick a James Harden team. Unless he's got two superstars that bail him out, <laughs> that's what it's come. That's what it's come to for James Harden. You got to have two superstars on your team for me to even give you a chance in the playoffs. So I got them losing to Toronto. And then of course I got Milwaukee beating Chicago, and then I got Brooklyn beating Boston. I said before the season started, Suns Brooklyn in the finals. So. I'm riding with Brooklyn, man, until the wheels fall off. And then over in the West, obviously, Suns in four. 
against the Timberwolves. And then I got Utah beating Dallas. I think that's going to be a seven-game series. Matter of fact, I got two seven-game series. I think Denver going to surprise people. I think that game's going to go seven games, but I still got Golden State beating them. And then Memphis, I got beating the Clippers. It's going to be interesting that Memphis, like I said last week, all them young bulls on that team, man. We're going to see how they do. They got all this hype on them this year. You number two seed in the West. Everybody talking a big game about you on TV and on the internet. What are you going to do with it, Ja? And them young boys play fast. Playoffs, that shit slowed down a lot. How are you going to adjust? Yeah, those are my first-round picks. And now we all sports. Cause only other sport going on now is baseball, and I don't fucking watch baseball. I hate baseball. Now I want to get into the shit I really wanted to talk about this week. And it's not even this week I wanted to really talk about it. I literally just watched the main thing I want to talk about today. So this is fresh. But before that, I want to talk about a couple other things. I want to talk about TV shows. But I'm going to say the TV show I really want to talk about for last. So let's, let's touch on a couple other shows real quick. First of all, in the early 2000s, apparently there was a show called Black White. It was produced by Ice Cube. And the premise was a black family and a white family switch places. And they give the black family white face and the white family black face. And they got to go live out, live out in the world as white people or black people. This was a real actual show on television. I had no idea this existed. Or I did and I just repressed the memory. But I was seeing these clips all over the internet. And I was howling laughing, man. This shit is the most ridiculous it's it looks like a fucking Dave Chappelle sketch it does not look real and the makeup is terrible the the black people dressed up in white face look exactly like Dave Chappelle when he played uh the news anchor I forget his name it's fucking insanity and let me tell you the clips I've seen there's this white dad bro this white dad soon as they hit him with that copper tone my man was letting nigga fly every chance he got. <laughs> and I'm talking like he was saying it to the face of the black dad of the other family. And black dad's nodding his head. It was insane. It was insane. I want to find it somewhere where I can just watch it all. So if you don't remember that. I highly encourage you to go to the internet and watch those clips because that shit is funny. And then uh, another show I'm watching. Listen, I've been caping on this show, on this podcast, for since I started it for Zeus Network. You guys need to download this app. See, I'm... Your basic ass reality TV, I hate it. I hate it. The Bachelor, Bachelorette, never seen it, never will. Survivor, never seen it, never will. Um, 
what else? Keeping up with the Kardashians. Never seen it. Never will. Fucking real housewives of Jersey City. Never seen it. Never will. Fucking. What is that? Loving hip hop? No. Fuck all that shit. All that shit is corny. Don't like it. Won't watch it. I like the messy reality TV. The real messy reality TV. Like, my favorite reality TV show of all time is Flavor of Love. That is peak reality television. I love it. I had the box sets, DVDs. Like, that's how much I love. I've never owned box DVDs of any reality show. But you're goddamn right I got the box DVD set for Flavor of Love. But, uh, my second favorite of all time... It's Bad Girls Club. I love Bad Girls Club. Just a bunch of women with short fuses fighting. Beautiful television. Zeus Network does this type of reality TV to perfection. Like, they had, like, Chance from, uh, what was the show? Uh, I Love New York. He's got two seasons of his dating show, One More Chance. I've talked about that. Amazing show. Jocelyn's Cabaret is on there. I've talked about that. Amazing show. Uh, Black China's mom, I can't remember her name. She has a show on there, a dating show. And that one's really funny because, see, when it comes to these dating shows, when it's women competing for the love of a man, it's funny. But when it's men competing for love, of a woman, it's hilarious. For women, you know, we kind of understand that a lot of women ha- are like hopeless romantics, so it's it's still funny, but when it's men, it's just something different. It is hysterical. And it's even funnier with Black China's mom is because she's old, so she got all these old heads on there fighting for her love. <laughs> and they just different, man. That shit is funny as hell. And then, uh, but I'm saying all this to say, after years and years of us begging the internet for it, we finally have Bad Boys Club. Bad Boys Club LA is here, and it's incredible. We've already had like three people quit. (laughs) One guy quit because he thought he was going to get his ass beaten to sleep. And I'm not joking. The first episode, I am promise you, I'm not joking. First episode has about six or seven fights alone. It's insanity. All I could, I couldn't help but think watching this is they better be paying these damn security double what they paid for these other shows. Because <laughs> they really risking it now. But man, this shit is, Kirk Franklin's son is one of the guys on it. This shit is amazing, bro. You got this one mega gay dude, uh, gutta gutta, constantly talking about his pussy. I don't understand it, but I fucking love this guy because he's hilarious. <laughs> I make this pussy talk. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? 
That motherfucker stay talking shit like, oh no, I, I fuck a bitch up. I fuck a bitch up. And he's the only one that ain't fought. Shoot, they had the babies fight on the show. When uh, the baby fought uh, Shorty's brother in the bowling alley. Th that was at this. They were holding the special event for this show in that bowling alley. And he was there. They caught all that shit on camera. It was all new angles that we never saw when the shit first came out. But this shit is cracking me up, man. This, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the guy that left because he thought he was going to get his ass beat in his sleep. His problem was because in this, there's only two straight guys in the whole cast. Everybody else is gay. And one of them just, you know, he just chilling. He don't, he don't really be talking that shit. But this other cat, man, he from New York. I think they're both from New York, actually. But this one's real, real New York. And, uh... I think his name's Moolah. And first day, he was like, yo, if you gay, stay on that side. We're only rocking with the straights over here. <laughs> like some wild, wild homophobic shit. And he kept pressing and pressing Kurt Franklin's son to tell him his sexuality. He goes, are you gay? Tell me. He's like, bro, why do you care so bad? <laughs> but uh, those are only two straight guys. So they're at the bowl. This was after the bowling alley event. Uh, this one dude, William, this white dude, he's in a, a like a jump, a tight skin tight jumpsuit with hundred dollar bills printed all over it. And I guess he was twerking his ass on moolah, and my man was not having it and addressed it to him in the Sprinter van. And he wouldn't, he didn't even get bucked. He didn't say I was gonna fuck you up. He didn't try and swing on him or get in his face or anything. He pretty much told him, I'm not with that shit. Don't do that shit again. But Moolah had already fought the gays <laughs> for trying to single him out. And uh, William straight up dipped that night. I couldn't sleep. I thought they were going to jump me while I was asleep. I'm going home. And then this man, this guy is built like a wet bag of potatoes. And he had the audacity on a FaceTime with one of the guys in the house to say, I already spent too much money on this body. To get to have to get fucked up for some dumb shit. I'm out. Bro, where did that money go? Get your money back. That shit, that motherfucker built like a crushed drumstick, man. Y'all need to check. Y'all need to get Zeus if you don't have it. There's so much good television on that. If you love messy reality TV, Zeus is the network for you. <sighs> Alright, now. There's two more shows I want to talk about. Both on Netflix. One of them I watched one episode. This was yesterday, I think. I saw it. I had nothing to watch. So I was like, no, let me, I, can't, I remember people talking about it. Is it cake? Let me check this out on Netflix. Played the first episode. Some of the worst television I've ever watched in my life. If you like that show... Delete me off all social media platforms. You're a special kind of stupid if you like that show. I fucking hated it. Mikey Day is the most annoying host I've ever seen of a tele television show. The jokes that are cracked on there are absolutely terrible. And... I don't, I don't understand it. Like These judges are supposed to guess... What is the cake among the 
the thing and the, the contestants bake the cake. And I'm watching the show. I'm like, how are you even supposed to guess? There's all the fucking cakes and everything else are like in the shadows. And they're, they're like 20, 30 feet away. So right off the rip, I'm like, it's, I mean, like I understand you don't want to be right on it, but at least give some good lighting from the, if you're going to be at a distance like that. But the biggest thing that bothered me, like I said, I watched one episode. Mikey Day is the number one thing that I just can't get with that show because I can't stand him talking for fucking 30 minutes. The first episode, this guy makes a cake taco and he blatantly cheats so you choose your item you got to make the cake for and then you put that item on a panel with five other real objects that are the same thing so there's five different pedestals with actual tacos and his cake taco is on the sixth pedestal and the judge got to guess which one is the cake this fucking guy takes like, it looks like fucking red jello and dumps it on the real tacos. And he's like, the judges see this, they're going to think this is cake. And naturally, the judge is like, oh, the tomatoes are bright fucking red on that taco. That's obviously cake. They were wrong because he just sprinkled his goddamn red jello on the real tacos, so they picked that one. Not addressed at all. They let that shit fly. He wins $10,000. That, that was nail and coffin for me. I was like, I'm not watching this fucking show. They're just cheating and it's okay. So if you like this is a cake, please remove me from your life. If you haven't seen it, don't watch it. Don't watch it. It's fucking terrible. Now, the real show I want to talk about, which I'm probably going to finish today after the, or no, I'm probably going to go to bed. I'll finish it tomorrow. This shit is amazing. So that, that is a cake shit popped. I turned that shit off. I backed out and immediately popped up was a show called Ultimatum. I don't know if anybody's watching this. Show. I haven't seen anyone talk about the show. This show is amazing. <laughs> So the basis of this show is it's six couples. I think initially it's six couples go to this location. And in within these six couples, one of the partners gave their other their significant other an ultimatum because they want to get married now. So like this is the last stop. If we go through this and you still don't want to marry me, we're done. So this is them putting the pressure on them. Just right off the rip, the first night at the at their dinner or whatever, when they're picking their partners. Actually, I think it was seven, because I think there's five left. Anyways, two of the guys after, because the first episode, they're just going on dates with everybody to find out who they want to, because, oh my god, I'm terrible explaining this. Okay, yeah, so these couples go to this house, ultimate, so the whole concept of the show is they're swapping partners. Swapping significant others. 
So, like, if you got girl A, A, girl and guy A, and girl and guy B, they potentially can just swap. So it would be A, B, A, B. And they got to they gotta live with this person in an apartment for three weeks. One bedroom apartment. And then after those three weeks, I think they go back to their original partner for three weeks. And then they make a decision of what they want to do. So the first episode deals with... I only watched the first like three episodes, I think. Maybe four. I think it was the first three. So the first, first episode, each person is going on dates with everybody to find out who they most connect with so they can make their choice of who they want to spend the three weeks with. And man. So for, right off the rip, two people end up proposing. And they leave the show immediately. Because uh, out of the seven couples, I think it was seven that went there. I think only one of them that made the ultimatum was a guy. All the rest were the women that made the ultimatum that are pressuring the men to get married. That's important for when I get a little bit further. So uh, two end up... Ch- Changing their minds, like, I don't even want to do this. I know you're the one for me. And they propose. And Well, one of them. The, the other one, just you could tell he felt the pressure from the other proposal. Because literally right before he proposed, he looked across at Shorty that wasn't his girl and said, I'm picking you for the three weeks. And then homie popped off his proposal. And then the other guy was like, oh, fuck that. I ain't never going to let this one down. Let me go ahead and propose. So now you're down to the five couples. They all make their decisions. And what proceeds to transpire in these first couple episodes is hilarious. Because every single one of these girls are bawling their eyes out at one point. Because these men are going on these dates. To figure out who they like and they'll be like cracking jokes in the the guy will crack a joke with the girl he's on the date with and you'll see his original girlfriend like what the fuck is so funny and getting they're getting mad at their men for doing this shit like you brought them here they didn't want to be here this show is a microcosm this show it's a microcosm of the duality between modern man and woman in relationships it's amazing. All these women pressuring these men to get married. None of them are ready to get married. And then they force them onto this show. And they say fuck and just lean into the show. And now they're mad at them for participating in this show that they drag them on. And it's beautiful. I loved every single tear I saw. But the main thing about this show that I wanted to talk about was this white boy on this show. This man, Colby. All the ladies love Colby. <laughs> First of all, the girl who got proposed to, she was trying to, pre- trying to press Colby and was attracted to him. And uh, Colby was straight up saying, no, I'm, I couldn't see, I can't see a future with you. I'm sorry. Should have been deaded there. But this, this bimbo here, I, if you saw the show, you know why I'm calling her bimbo. She's a terrible human being. She just is. 
She's just one of those superficial plastic L.A. girls. She's terrible. Terrible person. And uh, it should have been dead there when he said he couldn't see a future with her. But she comes back for more. What do you mean by that? I need you to explain it. And my man straight up said, I'm not attracted to you. And then she got pissed. I'm beautiful. What do you mean you're not attracted to me? Doing way too much. Anyways, all the ladies love Colby. He's pretty much got his pick from the pick of the litter. And let me tell you, if you're a young man watching this show, you know, late teens, early twenties, and you're just <laughs> this is actually terrible advice, <laughs> but if you're you're just trying to slam as many cheeks as you can, you need to watch Colby. Cause like I like I said, I watched the first like three episodes, and I can already tell you, this man's running game, bad. Like he dubbed that one chick. All these other ones, every other girl. If you watch his interaction, see, not to toot my own horn. Well, I mean, I guess it's not a, it's not a good horn to toot. Because I was a piece of shit. But this is a long time ago. Long, 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 long time ago. My my early 20s. Late teenage years. I was, I'm, you know, I was that motherfucker when it came to running some game. I was, I was a pro at it. And game recognized game. After that first episode, I immediately knew. Colby's running a master class on running game right now. Because you watch any of his interactions with these girls, every single interaction he has with each girl, completely different person for each one. He's feeding each individual girl exactly what he knows they want to hear. And they just bite the bait. It is sensational to watch. (laughs) It's sensational to watch because they have no idea and they're going to watch this back. And they're going to feel dumb. I'm telling you right now. Like. Colby actually. Because the girl he was going to pick. Was one of the ones who got proposed to. Obviously not the one he dubbed. It was the other one. So he got forced into a. uh, a Quote unquote relationship. With a girl he didn't even pick. And she didn't pick him. I'm telling you, he's running game on her too. Watch. They both went into their situation because they he was the guy that gave the ultimatum. He was the one guy that gave the ultimatum. And I'm telling you, they both went into this house, into this apartment, and they said, you know, we're just going to focus on our significant others and just, you know, try and build each other up on what we're lacking so we could be better for our partners. Mm-mm-mm. That's game, baby. That's game. I guarantee, guarantee you, he is going to hook up with her. He's going to hook up with her, and then he's not going to want to have anything to do with her. And it's going to fuck her whole situation up with her man. Guarantee it. I can see this game from a mile away. He ain't fooling me. He might be fooling all those women, but he ain't fooling me. Guarantee. He says that he's not there in that apartment 
to get to know her or fall in love with her or anything like that, he's going to run game on her too, hook up with her, and then dub her too and go back to his original girl. It's exactly what's going to happen. Watch. I'm saying watch like it's just some, some suspenseful shit you got to wait every week to watch. It's on Netflix, so. Yeah, this show is amazing. I love it. It's funny. This show is funny. Like, I get, like, what they're trying to do. And what these women going into this wanted to do. But for these dudes, this ain't nothing but a three-week cheat free card. That's all this is. It's a three-week hall pass. But television. This shit is entertaining, though, man. I love this show. Check that out. Oh, man. What else happened this year? Oh, my God. I forgot to talk about this last week. Paula Patton. Bless her heart. This Paula Patton is the epitome of the phrase, at least you're beautiful. Because <laughs> I was so conflicted. When I first saw this video, I thought to myself, at first, I thought to myself, damn. So that's why Robin Thicke cheated. And then, you know, she fine as hell. But even then, like, you cook like that? And then my man made a whole album dedicated to you trying to get you back? What kind of magic voodoo do you got? This woman posted a video of her cooking fried chicken. Man. Starts off the video saying, this was my mom's recipe. Immediately, red flag in my head. Because if you know Paula Patton, you know her mom is of the Caucasian. So she says, this is my mom's fried chicken recipe. And she starts getting to work. She goes, first, we're going to wash the chicken. I personally don't wash my food. I think, or, well, I don't wash the food I'm going to cook. Actually, I'm lying. <laughs> Let me not lie, because my wife will snitch on my ass. Because I don't wash fruit and shit like that. I don't wash anything. I just eat it. Unless it's for my kids, then I'll wash it. But if I'm just eating like an apple, I just bite into that hoe. I'm not washing it. But I don't wash meat ever. Because it's fucking stupid. It makes zero sense. What do you think that water is going to do that this 450 degree oven isn't? It just doesn't make sense. You're stupid. I'm sorry. If you wash your chicken because you think you're getting some germs off, you're stupid. It makes zero sense. I don't care. But she says she's washing her chicken. And all she does, is she has the faucet running. And she grabs a drumstick and just like slaps the water with it. <laughs> and that's washed. She then proceeds... To the batter of the flat fried chicken. You know, you got you got your 11 herbs and spices in your little flour mix. Not Paula. Straight flour. Not a seasoning in sight. Not even the, the Caucasian go-to of salt and pepper. Just flour. 
He starts shaking it around in the flour and drops it straight into the grease. Again, no seasoning, just flour into the grease. And then this woman, after she gets the chicken in the grease, proceeds to season the grease. That's when she adds her seasoning into the grease. Bro, it's insanity. And then she doubled down after she saw the backlash of her goddamn torture video, her smut film. She uh, <laughs> she goes, that's my mom's recipe and we love it. My feet is my kids. I fed it to my kids' school. And all I thought to myself was those poor babies. Those poor babies, they don't deserve that. She shouldn't be allowed anywhere near a kitchen. That's unbelievable. And this is not the first time I've seen a woman of color do something wrong to some fried chicken. And somebody called her a white woman of color. That killed me. When I was in high school, I'm not going to say no names. But when I was in high school, a homeboy of mine wanted to break up with his girl. And she didn't want to. So, no, I want to stay together. What do I got to do? What do I got to do? <laughs> At the time, it made sense. <laughs> Looking back on it, what the fuck were we thinking? He tells her, all right, I want you to fry some chicken. He was on his Diddy, Diddy making the band shit, walked to New York for some cheesecake. I want you to make some fried chicken. Bring it to school tomorrow. If it's good, we'll stay together. And he bit into that chicken. <laughs> and said, nah. <laughs> well, this man broke up with a girl over fried chicken. <laughs> it's wild, man. That's some like, really no excuse Fried chicken is the easy thing. Bro, I don't know what the fuck is going on with this goddamn app. It keeps stopping. At least I caught it right away this time. And it was at the end of my story. <sighs> Fried chicken is the easiest thing to make, man. I don't know how you fucked that up. <laughs> what else happened in these streets, man? Uh, I saw the Sonic movies. In the same day. I never saw the first one. I watched the first one. And then 20 minutes later, I went and watched the second one. And they're entertaining, man. They're fun. They're fun movies. I enjoyed them. I really liked them. I'm looking forward to the third one. Especially with the uh, post credit scene. The biggest thing I got to say about that, man. Jim Carrey's performance in those movies is absolutely brilliant. He's amazing in those movies. I don't know why I randomly thought about that. <clears throat> what else? I'm getting tired, man. I'm fucking go to sleep here. So, anything else I want to talk about? Um, Ti got booed. Ti's doing comedy now. He got booed. I don't. Fun fact, actually. I low key have always wanted to do stand up, and I got like a little five minute set written up. 
But then I caught writer's block <laughs> and I never added to it. I've had the same five minutes for like three years. But uh, T.I., he, uh, see, I like T.I. for trying something new. And he's been going to these little comedy clubs, doing his thing, you know, getting, uh, getting those reps in. But two things. One, I feel kind of bad for T.I. Every comedian bombs. It happens. Even the greats, while they're great, they bomb. When they're working out new material, they bomb. It happens. It comes along with the job. But because it's T.I., anytime you see this man bomb, it's going to be on the internet. <laughs> I feel so bad for him in that sense. But what I don't feel bad for him is <clears throat> he, he, like I said, he's been doing these little, these little venues, you know, like Comedy Cellar, shit like that, Laugh House. And the video that came out of him bombing is in like a fucking arena. Bro, I don't know if someone convinced you or if you convinced yourself that the smart thing to do when you're trying to grow as a stand-up comedian is to go from like a hundred people to a few thousand. That was a terrible mistake and fucking stupid. And you need, whether it's you or... Uh, Someone around you, someone needs to get slapped for that. Slap that goofy ass hat right off your head. My man's still wearing a hat on the back of his head. He got a good hair hairline. I don't even know why my man be wearing hats. Well, I guess that's why he wears it on the back of his head so he can show his hairline. <laughs> Speaking of hair, man, I got a. When the, if, you, if you're on Twitter, random shit will pop up on your feed of people you're not even following. Like, it will be related to a trending topic. Like, for example, it will be like something about, I don't know, I don't follow anything Raiders. It will be something about the Raiders. And there will be little bubbles popping away that say football. Or if there's like... Or if, like, uh, Morbius was trending, I'd randomly see something on my feed from, uh, from, like, the Miss Marvel show coming out. I don't follow anything Miss Marvel, but because Morbius is trending, it pushes these Marvel-related things to your feed. So, you get a lot, of, so that happened to me. This fucking, this, uh, transgender guy popped up on my Twitter, full-blown, it was like a video of his transition, and he's got this full, just Rick Ross beard, so I commented, and I was like, hey, bro, hook me up with the plug for those beard pills, and this trans guy had the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated gall, Tell me, all you got to do is eat healthy. Bitch, I know that's not how you got that beard. 
Quit playing with me. Give me the goddamn beard pills. Oh, fuck a transgender guy and tell me how to get a beard outside of beard pills. That really aggravated me. How dare you? It'd be like someone asked me, how do you get, or some, some white, white guy asked me, how do you get just, how do you get brown skin? Or no, that doesn't make sense. That's different. No, it'd be like, how do you, how do you, uh, get such a, how, how do you just have a, a bald head like that? And I'll look him in the eyes and tell him, you just, you just stand in front of your dishwasher for a couple hours while it's running. You know damn well that's not how you get a bald head. You gotta shave your shit. You got that beard from taking them goddamn beard pills. That was a that was a terrible analogy. I don't know where I was going with that. That was just off the fly and it was bad. <laughs> Forget I said that. I'm tired, man. Anything else I want to talk about before I get out of here? Uh, shout out to J. Cole. My man, just, I don't think there's a killer like him when it comes to the features. It's crazy. He got this new song called London with this girl Bia. Every bit of that song is pure trash, except for his verse. <clears throat> My man's got this uh, istic rhyme pattern. That's, it's like four bars, and that shit is so tough. One of the greatest to ever do it, no doubt. Um... Is that it? I don't think there's anything else I really want to talk about, man. Yeah, I'm tired. And I'm not going to lie. I'm fucking annoyed that this shit keeps cutting off. Yeah, it's going to be it. I'm done. I'm done, man. I'll holler at y'all later. I'm not going to sit here and just talk about how tired I am. All right, Valentina. Daddy loves you. Kanan, daddy loves you. I'm out. Peace. For answers, some kind of sign, a deeper meaning, but not much to find except the sun on my face, and it feels right. Had gotten used to the silence of the night. The thought of your arms, I'm already safe. Thought I had done it all, but I got some grace. Even a bit of time mm, and space Reset on my heart in a brand new slate You make me feel, make me feel like I can love again You make me feel, me feel like I can love again Ain't no redemption Tasted oh so sweet Leap of faith and I landed on my feet 
Gave 